GM, GM, everyone, bonjour, guten morgen, dobro utro, labrit. Uh, that is basically the way how we do it here in Web3 space in Europe. Uh, we're happy to have everyone on our weekly episode, Origins XYZ, as always, Tuesday, uh, 2 p.m. GMT. That is a show about original stories of some of the biggest uh, Web3 OGs here in European space with European spirit. As always, I'm your co-host, Nikita Tsikaluk, with an outstanding, beautiful co-host, Hannah, aka Rekt Alice. Make sure that you share this space. Make sure that you actually share it with your friends, with your family, because it's going to be hot. Today, uh, we have no one else than John Carp. And if I may introduce John in one sentence, John is the father of Web3 space in French. He's a guy who created NFT factories, the biggest community right here, right now. Uh, he's the guy who created Non-Fungible Conference, uh, the first, the biggest uh, Web3 art and NFT conference in Portugal, in Lisbon. And he's just a legendary collector, legendary person in the space you need to be connected with. So I'm extremely happy that we're having John here today for this Christmas special edition of Origins XYZ. John, once again, GM, GM, my friend. GM, Nikita, thank you very much for the introduction. It's a pleasure to chat with you and Anna this, I said this morning, but this afternoon, actually, <laughs> with you. Actually, I'm getting used to do like Twitter spaces every morning in French, you know. And so this is why I feel like I am in the morning now. Uh, yeah, no, thank you, you know, for for hosting for hosting this space and uh yeah i'm really happy to be with you you're amazing my man and uh i want to come back to one of the tweets that you posted earlier today uh basically you ask people to describe uh the whole nft space the whole nft environment of 2022 what is one word that you would use uh was it challenging was it interesting was it uh a place to mature, a place to learn from the space. Uh, what was the year for you? Actually, you know, maybe I will use the year, <laughs> I will use decade <laughs> to define this year because I don't didn't feel like I lived one year, but at least 10 years. Uh, and this is what we say, you know, if you really think about how was the situation one year ago in January 2022, and how it is now, you feel like it's been 10 years ago. When you think about, you know, basically, one year ago, it was just the launch of Clone X. Azuki was not existing. Proof Collective was not existing. Uh, Wrecked Guys, uh, other collections like this were not existing. It was just the launch of the Rug Radio token at the very beginning. Uh, you know... It was really, the space was totally different. And the space was really far from what we are. Of course, I'm not mentioning all the drama episodes we've been living, you know, with Luna, Celsius, FTX, etc., etc. And in the middle of all of this, you know, we see so many art movement happening. The burn of generative, the, 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 you know, the reborn of generative art uh, and uh, everything that happened on, so on the Tezos ecosystem with FXH. We, we, we saw hundreds of crazy things happening, like almost every month, you know, we've been living two or three historical moments. And this is why I feel like, you know, this year was, yeah, like a decade. So I think it could be the word I would use, you know, to, to, to show the intensity and in what we lived in one year. It's actually crazy when you think about it. Like I, I have these like things that come up on my timeline, and I and I see like, you know, you. F I feel like we've been in this NFT space for uh, the same as you, like a decade, and it's literally like been a few months, you know. And you think back, and you think like, what? I can't even remember what my life was like before. It was just like so, it's been so such a shift and uh such a change to so many people's lives it's, it's actually crazy and they, they say that time 
is all relative and it, it's completely different in this space but it, it it's insane what i i mean i was just in paris and i went to see the nft factory and what you've accomplished and it looks like you've been there for you know, for decades you're literally opposite um this Centre Pompidou right you're opposite this beautiful um icon of Paris and it looks like you've been there forever right and and this is all so new it's actually insane you must like take a breath and think oh like how did how did all this happen like how do you feel about that it's, it's I mean, crazy like, ever since that we're talking here today with John Carp is literally something that happened in the last year or so like take for example uh NFC Summit, take for example NFT Factory. That's everything that happened 2021, uh, maybe a bit more than a year ago. So, like, if you joined the space a year ago, you can actually say that you are a small OG of the space because you've, all, you've already gone and we're going through the first NFT bear market right now. You're already going through the FIPS uh, uh, crypto cycle. So, it's like the space is moving so fast and with all those companies that John mentioned at the beginning going down and new players coming, uh, you can feel yourself really mature uh, by that time. You can feel yourself really confident trading NFTs, investing in this space, exploring the space. And uh, I do believe we are not in a rush today at all. Uh, and I would like actually to take a step back uh, to come to John's origin story because I know that NFT Factory, and for those who are not familiar with NFT Factory, we're going to use uh, this community, this team a lot today. So make sure that you feel yourself comfortable. NFT Factory is the biggest community, the biggest family, uh, Fab3, out there uh, in French. I'm a member of NFT Factory. Uh, Hannah uh, went to NFT Factory a couple of weeks ago. John Carp is uh, uh, the founding father of NFT Factory. Some of the biggest projects in Europe, like uh, Sandbox, Serrara, they're all like Ledger, all members of NFT Factory. I know that you, John, started NFT Factory with small gatherings of like 20, 30 people together with Grida, together with Xirac, together with uh, Bini back of uh, summer 2021. And from there, uh, this NFT Factory the family of 220 founders was built. So can you take this step back and uh, describe what was that moment for you when you started this family, yeah. this huge, huge community? No, actually, you know, it's interesting. Everything, you know, started, I think, okay, it started almost two years ago uh, when NFT started, start booming. And I started a podcast in France. So, you know, it's the Twitter space that we're doing now every morning called NFT Morning. And so it was basically the first. So we started on Clubhouse, you know, when it was this Clubhouse trend. And uh, and then now we're doing this on Twitter space. And uh, basically every morning uh, from, I think, February 2021, we decided to explain NFTs to people who want to understand NFTs. And we started this just, I think it was a few weeks before people, uh, you know, uh, the people sells at Christie's for 70 million. And so as we just started at this moment, of course, you know, after the sale, a lot of people were interested by NFTs and didn't know what to do. And so we created a lot of content for them to understand NFTs. And so as, as we started this podcast pretty early and we did a daily uh, podcast, so actually, you know, the, I think this morning I did the 400, 402 episode. Um, we, Congrats um, to you. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's, uh, it's huge. Yeah, it's huge, actually. And as we did that every day, actually, we onboarded a lot of people who were interested by NFTs, a lot of people who wanted to join, a lot of people who wanted to chat about NFTs, uh, you know, you're mentioning, and, and a lot of them, you know, entrepreneurs, artists, collectors, who became, you know, then important entrepreneurs in the space. Many of them, you know, started by chatting in NFT morning, and, you know, it was not about only learning, but also exchanging, giving their point of view, so it was really like the daily meeting, you know, for the boring French NFT community. <clears throat> and um, as we started to do a community like this, uh, so we, I wrote, you know, with my partner, Remy, a book 
uh, explaining NFTs, you know, to people. Uh, and uh, and so, yeah, we started together community. And I think it was in July 2021, we started to organize an event that was called the Non-Fungible Meetup, actually, in Paris. And at this moment, you know, it was crazy because we just said we do a meetup. And like in five minutes, you know, we had like uh, 400 registrants. Uh, and so, you know, it was like kind of a funding moment of uh, first, you know, the French community, but not only, we had a lot of European there. And at this moment, yeah, um, at this moment, you know, I exactly had these two ideas. On one hand, you know, uh, gathering the community in Paris with a place. And this is my friend, uh, Jean-Michel Payon uh, from Ledger, you know, who who came with this idea, actually, he told me, yeah, uh, in France, you know, like seven years ago, we had a place called the Maison du Bitcoin, the Bitcoin house. Uh, and it was a place where people can buy Bitcoin, basically. And thanks to this place, you know, actually, this, 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 this place called the Bitcoin house, n- not so many people know, but this is where, basically, some people came with the ledger ideas. And so they integrated them in the Bitcoin house. And so at the moment, you know, the Bitcoin house just changed their name to call themselves Ledger. And, uh, and so, you know, basically it was the idea to say, okay, you know, we need to create a place that generate, yeah, enable people, you know, to express themselves around NFTs. And so the first objective was to gather the community the second objective was to democratize NFTs because it's really one of my, yeah, one of my key uh, beliefs. You know, we need to get as much people as possible, as fast as possible in Europe. And the more people, you know, understanding NFTs we have in Europe, you know, the more, you know, these people will be able then to become future entrepreneurs in the space and create crazy projects. So, um, so yeah, you know, we had this idea to create a f- create physical space. So it was like yeah, summer 2021. And at the beginning we started to be yeah, to gather seven people. So it was yeah, uh, Jean-Michel from Ledger, me, I asked Sébastien Borget from The Sandbox, I asked Benoît Couty, the founder of the first museum uh in the metaverse. Uh, and he created that on CryptoVoxel in 2018. It was a museum of crypto art. And uh and um and we and uh, Luc Jodet, you know, the founder of Ariani, and now he's a yeah VC partner at the exchange. He just left a couple of months ago. But for those who don't know, those are some of the biggest OGs. Like uh, all of them own either CryptoPunk or Board Ape as their PFPs. Uh, their PFPs are also illustrated at the first uh, ground floor of uh, NFT factory. So when you join, you see these fathers of the Web3 space in French. Exactly, yeah, we did this. So, yeah, it, it's fun because, yeah, so we started at seven founders and then basically, you know, what happened is that all of us have friends and friends and friends. And every time we say, oh, I have a friend who wants to, to be part of it. And so from a small project, it became something like we say, okay, it became kind of a massive crowdfunding within all the key people of the French ecosystem where we ended up at 130 founders and all of them, you know, had to, okay, first invest in the project financially. And it was a way to raise money instead of go to VC. You know, we say we want to do, you know, with only founders, with entrepreneurs and, you know, but we accepted only people who were really like, yeah, I would say, uh, huge person in the space who contributed, you know, to the NFT space. And so we came up with galleries, key collectors, key metaverses, key gaming solutions, uh, all of, you know, uh, like Sora, like uh, La Collection, who's providing like NFTs from the British Museum, like a uh, lot of projects, you know, related to art. And, uh, and so, yeah, we ended up at 130 founders. And, uh, and so, yeah, it was Sorry, my phone is ringing again back. Yeah, so we ended up like 130, uh, 130 co-founders. And, um, and it was really important for us, you know, to have a key venue in the high center of Paris. 
uh, it was really complicated because the real estate, you know, it's not like you're creating a random NFT project. You know, it's a, it's a bit like, a, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, you have to deal, you have to find the good place, the good venue. And so we were really lucky, you know, to find this location in front of the Centre Georges Pompidou at Beaubourg. It's really in the very, very uh, top center of the city. And so, yeah, we have like a crazy traffic, you know, every weekend we have like 500 to 1,000 people coming every Saturday and 500 to 1,000 every Sunday. And so it became a place, you know, to really onboard people and let people discover what are NFTs. So, yeah, it was the first project, NFT Factory. And the second project, so as I was in the event world, uh, because this is my background, you know, my, I created a company like, uh, yeah, 12 years ago that was called uh, Hackathon.com, basically. So been organizing Hackathon. And so as I had an event background and I was not at this moment 100% satisfied, you know, with the event landscape uh, for NFTs, uh, because on one hand, you know, you had a lot of Ethereum events that were great. And that, you know, Ethereum is great in Paris. We have ETHCC that is an awesome event. You have ETH Denver that is crazy. But all of these events are great. But most of the people, you know, are not really part of the NFT stuff. You know, when I was talking, when I go to this event, I say I'm into NFTs. Even now, most of the people there say, oh, yeah, NFTs, uh, yeah, it's, you know, they say it's just JPEG. I believe in the technology, but I'm not really into that. I'm more into DeFi and crypto, stuff like that. So I say, okay, okay, you know, we need to create an event for our generation, I would say, even if I, I'm a bit old sometimes, but <laughs> it's my generation, you know. And, uh, and so um, my generation is... NFT maximalist, I would say. And uh, and so, yeah, you know, this was the idea. And the idea was to have also quality. You know, really have... Because, you know, I saw so many NFT cold events that bring people on stage who don't know exactly what are NFTs. Or, you know, a lot of times the same kind of talks explaining again and again how NFT will change art and what are NFTs and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, okay, that's fine. But, you know, the idea for me is what to have even for people who knows the NFT, to have fresh content, to bring them, you know, to, you know, not go from the point A to point B, but try to go from point B to C, D, or, you know, even... <laughs> even. To create a guide, to basically create a guide, to create a community of like-minded people who want to support each other and contribute to this space. Because NFTs, uh, like the whole Web3 space, it might it might mean a lot of things to people. It might be just trading. It might be a uh, representation of your uh, visions through art. It might be a certain uh, gaming experience, etc. But you need to evolve the technology. You need to make it fun. You need to make it about people. Uh, not only for the sake of creating this technology. And that's basically what you did uh, together with some of the biggest players out there uh, in Giro, specifically in uh, France, was NFT Factory. And I know that, uh, Hannah, uh, you were together with us uh, two weeks ago in Paris when I, for the first time, introduced you to NFT Factory. We went to uh, breakfast, uh, which was basically the first day of opening of a new floor of NFT Factory, the workplace, what was your impression about NFT Packet? How did you like the physical place? So, so it was really interesting because like, uh, I've had this discussion with you, Nikita, before because my experience of the NFT space and before that crypto was really limited, I would say, to the UK and US, mainly US. And I didn't really have any clue what was happening in Europe, to be honest, even though Europe is closer to me than the US. Um, you know, everything tends to be quite US centric, you know, just by because of the size and, and you know, the amount of, of, of activity that's happening there. So it was really interesting for me to be in Paris just now for Ledger and to see like just how dynamic the community is and how much is going on and how much talent there is in Europe, especially I would say in like I've been recently to Berlin, Lisbon, Paris and, and Poland. You were there. Nikki, and there's just so, so much going on, so much richness, especially in the fact because geographically it's just much smaller. 
so just by default of just being in a smaller place, people know each other, uh, people are closer and, and real communities form. But I really didn't have a clue what NFT factory was. Like I saw it was a shop front type of thing, but I didn't realize and John, that there's, a, there's John, a whole don't, thing. Don't get right? me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I was trying to get Hannah to NFT factory for the opening in October. I was inviting yeah. her in November. Yeah. I was telling her, you need to be in Paris. You need to see these guys. You need to connect with them. I brought Holly with me. I brought a couple of other friends. But like Hannah, she was taking it slowly. And once she, she actually saw it in like in real life, let's put it this way, this December, she was like, wow, this is huge. The space is no, I, I wanted, is I wanted to. I wanted to actually ask John because I was really impressed about what NFT tea factory is doing not just the physical space obviously it's amazing to have a physical space and you've got people pass passing by and learning about nfts just from passing by because of where it is and how beautiful it is and how impressive and you even when i was there on the day you had tours you literally had like i think about 50 to 100 students like walking around on a tour of of the space which was amazing to see when i was there but there's a whole other thing going on there. You've got like 130 investors and you're doing like this whole other sort of, uh, uh, you know, investing project as a cohort, almost like a DAO. It would be really interesting to hear what you're doing with that. Yeah, sure. I think this is also what makes this project pretty specific. It's not only a space, you know, because sometimes, you know, uh, people are just comparing an FT factory with you know, some great space, you know, that you can find in, in New York and Los Angeles that are great, actually, and maybe, you know, even more impressive in terms of setup, like quantum space um, <clears throat> or other, like, a super cheap gallery or stuff like that, you know. Uh, but, you know, the point is really to, you know, it's a community project. And this is, you know, what makes it specific. We have first, you know, these 130 founders. And, you know, these founders, they have to, yeah, they have to be involved, you know, in the project. You know, to be to be to be transparent with you, it's not a fully decentralized project because, you know, most of them, you know, when you think about even myself or Sebastian Bourget or people from Sora, you know, they are extremely focused on their job, so they cannot give so much time. But, you know, they contribute. They are part of the of the of the. They are part of the Discord. They are like, bringing ideas. They come on space. You know, every. You know, we have a lot of things, you know, where they can bring their network, they can bring what they can, they bring their ideas. And this is really the what we do, you know, with the with the factory. But we have also, like, you no know, a core team of uh, employees, you know, who work full-time in the space. So now we have, like, eight people, you know, focused on different stuff, like art, communities, uh, events, projects, B2B. So, you know, we're developing different activities there. Uh, and what is interesting also, you know, we created that, that we have not only 130 founders, but we have 1,000 members. And members, you know, we, we like dropped this NFT token. Uh, we dropped this NFT like in May 2022. To, we dropped it at 0 0.2 Ethereum. And it was a NFT, like a design by Obvious, are like a famous artist collective and when you own this nft you are member of the nft factory and so you can see it a bit like a so house membership uh, so if you own the token you know you have like privileged access to different uh, services from the nft factory first you know you can register first to many events that are organized by the factory Second, you know, now we just opened the second floor of the NFT factory that is a member space. And so, you know, you can book the space. It's dedicated to members to get a coffee with your client, to, to come to work for a few hours. So we really see it like a membership club where instead of paying annual fees, you know, you just own the token to have access to the space. And it's also part of the thing. And so most of these 1,000 people are professional, I would say, of the Web3 industry. You know, it could be consultant agencies, projects, artists. Uh, and also, this is what makes this project, you know, really strong because the ownership of the project 
we try. I don't say that we, you know, we are just at the beginning. You know, I really see it like a long 10 years journey, to be honest. But, you know, we really try to make it community-based. And, uh, and so, yeah, you know, it's going step by step. But, you know, we're developing services. We're developing also our own platform from art with a very specific, you know, concept. Where basically, you know, where we are. So, for example, now, you know, we just launched one exhibition. We exhibit like any gallery. But before that, the members, you know, can have access to the cell. After that, you know, it's on-site cell. And after that, you know, it's classical online sale like any other platform. And so we try to play, you know, with the model. It's still, you know, a big experimentation, to be honest with you. We still don't know exactly where we're going with this project. But we, we see that, you know, it's bringing value to the space and bringing value to people. And I absolutely appreciate you being honest with that because that's what means a word to me whenever project founders in Web3 uh they acknowledge the fact that there is a certain experiment going on in the space. You don't know where we're going to end up in weeks and months from now. And you're acknowledging the fact that it's a certain experiment. You are trying different features. Uh, right now, people uh, like me, members like me, can come, connect there, uh, invite our business partners, have a separate floor to work from uh, the ledger team. You remember Hannah? Uh, Gaspar, no, they were working uh, from the office out there. And it's located in the city center. It's what, like maybe 20 minutes away from Louvre. So it's literally city center between second and third. Uh, so yeah, I just put a link for people to uh, NFT factory members note. If you want to learn more about it, check it out uh, in the command section. But there is I think something it, that... Oh, sorry. Go, go, go on, go on. I was, I was just going to say, Nikki, that I think it's so brave because there are a lot, there's a lot of this happening in the space, right, John? Like there are DAOs being formed, there's investment clubs and investment funds buying NFTs together as well. Uh, there's fractionalized ways, there's, there's platforms, but there's very few physical spaces where you are actually forming a community physically, like you're you're having events and you're having a, a, a physical space to run galleries and all sorts of things, plus a workspace, plus you're doing the platform, plus you're investing, plus, plus, plus. I mean, this is just like, a, I think I would say 50% of what you're doing because, you know, being there, I, I found out a lot of stuff that your future plans as well. It's really, really interesting. And I, want, I wanted to buy in straight away when I heard, I was like, well, are you taking in more people? And you're like, no, we have... We closed it at 130, but maybe this is something we can look at in the future. Because, like, for example, if I wanted to, someone, you know, the, you have 130 experts that are choosing great projects to invest in. That's great for me. Like, I would like to put my money there and let you do the hard work and then I'll choose, you know, which projects. So you're doing that as well. So there's a lot going on, but it's very brave to take on the expense of like a physical space. And that must, you know, be, it, it must have been quite a big step for you a, a leap of faith especially in such a volatile sector as the nfts to have to take on the challenge of of paying for and running this whole community and doing all of these other aspects as well is it, it must have been quite a you know a, a big moment for you to decide to go in in there and how did that feel for you and and how does it feel also like it must be almost like a, a little bit of a burden to carry that that on you day to day and what are your plans you know to manage that in the future yeah i think no, no, to, to be 100 percent transparent with you this is also what saves me is that i'm not in the day-to-day -day business uh, for the nft factory currently you know i am the president of the nft factory uh, so you can consider more that i'm i would say now from now because now we had a ceo who joined you know the nft factory in uh, in september and so now you can consider, I consider my role more as a chairman, I would say. So, uh, you know, uh, I'm not every day at the factory. I'm just here once a week. And I'm just here, you know, for the key decision, the strategy, the vision, the key recruitment. Uh, but, uh, we know, we have a daily team. We really focus on it, hopefully, because, you know, yeah, on my side, I'm doing so many things that, you know, this project, you know, deserves to have like people waking up, you know, with that and sleeping with that. And so, yeah, 
then, you know, of course, you know, I have a vision for that. Uh, and the vision is really, yeah, you know, I, the vision, I told you, you know, it's a 10 years project for me. So we're starting now with 400 square meters in Paris. And, uh, you know, the, the future is a mix between uh, Y Combinator and so house uh, and something a bit more bigger. But, you know, I don't want to oversell the dream because, you know, I'm an entrepreneur. Uh, I know that you never know, basically. And so at the end of the day, uh, you know, we are, we're still at the moment where we have a lot of possibilities for this project. You know, we, but, you know, it's something we will see, you know, where it's going, depending on what, the, the, what we feel like, you know, the market needs. Uh, so, you know, it could be uh, opening a lot of NFT factories uh, in different cities in the world. Uh, it could be just, you know, uh, bringing more, uh, more, yeah, more things, you know, more products, uh, more acceleration to different projects or to different artists. Uh, we're still, you know, trying a lot of things. And, uh, you know, I don't want, you know, we don't have any, roadmap you know to define exactly you know to to, to say time will show now yeah that's perfectly fine once again you're experimenting in a certain way in this space the time will show so far if you ask me as a member if you ask me as a friend of yours a person who has been following all this development from your early nft morning shows to the moment right now you're succeeding big way uh if you know people like benoit uh, Sebastian Bourget, uh, Jean-Michel, uh, John Carp, uh, Agoria, once again, Grida. Those are some of the biggest players here, not only in the French ecosystem, but in the whole European ecosystem. And those are the people who co-founded, who built this community, this family of NFT factories. Those are the people you can actually meet one-on-one uh, on a daily basis, uh, the physical place, connect with them, start working with them. I know that NFT Factory is uh, constantly supporting uh, new and emerging artists. They have exhibitions. Actually, one of those exhibitions is happening right now. One of the tweets that I just pinned. So I see that actual NFT Factory Twitter account just joined us. So uh, just invited to know who is uh, managing it today. But I mean, it's a big family. Definitely, you're not going to become one of co-founders right now because it's already out there, but you can become one of the members. You can become one of uh, contributors to the whole European uh, Web3 space that we're doing here today. Uh, but apart from this French ecosystem, John, uh, I want to also chat with you briefly about what is going on in Portugal. Uh, because... NFC uh, Summit, Non-Fungible Conference, is based in Lisbon. And that is another very crypto-friendly and uh, crypto-art emerging space uh, right here, right now. So uh, what's going on in Portugal, specifically in Lisbon? Uh, yeah, thank you for asking, Nikita. But, you know, the thing is that, you know, I'm French. I'm very French, but I feel, I always feel like I was European. And this is really my, my, my overall feeling. I think that in Europe, we have a culture. We have a, a way to do business. We have something, you know, different. That's a different identity than the one, you know, you can get in the U.S. and the one you can get in Asia. And I believe, you know, that even if, you know, you are German, you are British, uh, include, I include the UK in Europe for me, uh, and uh, you are French or you are Portuguese or Spanish, you know, we have something in common and we have a lot of things, you know, we have a lot of things in common and a lot of things in common also in the way, you know, we feel like the, the NFT world. And, you know, we have a unique chance, you know, to bring Europe on the map. And this is part of my, part of my mission. So, of course, Paris but not only Paris, also Lisbon, because Lisbon for me is, yeah, it's a, it's a crazy city. You know, to be honest, you know, when I decided to organize a non-fungible conference in Lisbon, I didn't know the city. It was just, uh, you know, I just wanted to find a European capital and uh, say, okay, uh, let's try to find a European capital that is 
interesting that is mixing, you know, art, history, culture, finance, crypto, and tech. And, you know, a lot of things are happening in this city now, you know, because uh, a lot of artists, you know, who were established in Berlin started to move to Lisbon because it was affordable. A lot of tech companies moved also from North Europa, like Dublin to Lisbon also. And you have like key events, like the Web Summit, that is a big Web2 event. Of course, you know, a lot of crypto people moved to Lisbon for taxes reason at the beginning. But then, you know, when you have a lot of people started to live there, the credit companies startup. And so you have an important crypto ecosystem there. And... Of course, you know, the weather is nice, the food is good. Uh, so, you know, it's part of sort of the thing, you know, when you organize an event, you say, you know, you want to have a, an area where people will be happy to go to the beach, to enjoy, to, to make parties, to, uh, you know, to chill outside. And so it was really the idea of the non-fungible conference, you know, that as it's important for us to push on the cultural side of the NFT movement, and so, you know, even if, you know, of course, you know, uh, finance is important, brands are important, companies are important, uh, startups are important, but I strongly believe that art, music, culture, you know, is kind of the DNA of the movement. And so, uh, and so, yeah, you know, for me, it was a good match. And so we decided, you know, to, yeah, I decided to start to uh, find, you know, if it was possible to do it in Lisbon. And I met, you know, a great ecosystem there. And so uh, this is why, you know, we tried it the first year. It was supposed to be a small event and we ended up, you know, at, yeah, with pretty important event. It was like, huge. It was huge. <laughs> like, just yeah. for those who didn't come there, it was huge. Even though back then people thought that it's like a small gathering, small event. Uh, like looking back at, it happened last April, I guess. Looking back, it was huge compared to all other conferences. It was huge. It was value uh, providing because some of the biggest artists, developers, uh, uh, celebrities, advocates of the space were there. And as John mentioned, it was beautiful. Uh, it was extremely delicious. Uh, Lisbon food is amazing. It was hot. And the party was amazing once again. Yeah. And I think it's part of the thing, you know, bring a lot of key people. It was yeah, it was huge, actually, you know, because, yeah, we had like 2,500, but really all, you know, there all the time, you know, for the two days. And, yeah, even now, you know, I didn't see so many events. So, yeah, with so many people and in the same time, you know, really chill, I would say. Uh, so, yeah, you know, good vibes. I think a lot of people, you know, I didn't say that we selected all the people, but I think the way we did it, we ended up with only people. Is it me or did we just lose John? Yeah, I think we got, I think he might be ragged or maybe got a call. But I'm, I'm laughing that because we have, yeah, go on. No, I'm just laughing about, about Lisbon because, you know, Mando uh, moved to Lisbon and he's always going on about how amazing it is. <laughs> and now John Carpenter. Do you know that Mando was at the conference? Actually, Mando yeah. was at the conference. That was the time. I, I wanted to share this story with John because obviously he knows Mando. That was the time when me, a young Nikita, was going around the conference asking, I don't know, maybe five, seven guys who actually looked as Mando uh, whether they were Michaels. And the reason for that was really simple. Back then, Manda wasn't fully doxxed. There was one picture mm. of him together with Farouk and Ovi, I do believe, um, Bitcoin Miami or some other conference. And it was not straight picture, but like from the side. So I, I've seen only half of his face. And I was coming to guys like, hey, there is a big thing happening right now, Ragredi. I want to be a part of it. Are you Michael? And, like, I didn't find Michael bags, and I didn't find Mando. Marcella, but, uh... I remember when they posted that because they couldn't dox themselves because they were both working in the bank, in Barclays Bank. Ovi was still working. OSF was still working in the bank, and they couldn't dox themselves until they'd left their job. And, so, and then finally they left, and they put this stupid photo, which you couldn't even see their faces, of them on stage. And I remember texting them and saying, guys, like, t you know, put a proper selfie up. Or do 
And then they went to Lisbon and then they started to put like loads on. And I remember texting them saying, guys, okay, cool it off with the selfies now. <laughs> it was really, really funny. They looked like a boy band. And I was, it was, it was actually hilarious. It was but, funny. Um, it was is, funny. Is, is um, John? Are you back? Have John you, is back. Um, are you able to? Yeah, I'm really sorry. I realized I was, okay. I was just talking okay. and nobody was here anymore. You know, actually, <laughs> you know, it's pretty weird. What just happened is that, you know, I just changed my uh, mobile phone operator and the switch just happened, so I need to change my SIM card. This is why, you know, I was not there. Oh anymore. no! But uh, it's okay. You know, I'm the, on the Wi-Fi now, so uh, happy to be back. You've, you've convinced me to come to this one. I'm very excited. It sounds like an amazing conference. Come on. You were, you were not convinced before? You... <laughs> I am 100% convinced. She was convinced. It sounds incredible from all aspects, from the cultural side, from the knowledge side, from the party side, from the food side, from the weather side. So it, it sounds amazing. I just, I'm trying to bridge in my mind. Like you said that you were a guy who sort of like ran hackathons. Uh, like what, like two, three years ago, and now you're running like probably the most major conference in Europe in, for the NFT ecosystem. You got you're part, you're president of NFT Factory. You're doing like a hundred other things. Like how, what happened there? Like you, you've gone all in, but what was it about NFT? What was the moment for you that made this happen? Yeah, I think it's interesting. Uh, so I, as I said, you know, I, I created this company, so. In the US, it's known under the name hackathon.com. In Europe, it's known under the name bemyapp.com. And uh, we, I created this company in 2010. So it's been a while, you know, like the 12 years ago. And uh, we were basically the first company uh, organizing hackathons for corporate. Uh, some people say that we invented hackathons, but it's not true. And, um, and so um, the, the thing is that we bring this hackathon format to corporate. I've been working uh, with tech companies in the US, like providing uh, hackathon platforms for Facebook, Microsoft, Intel, uh, IBM, uh, my, yeah, Google. Uh, in Europe, it was most focused on corporate, like LVMH, uh, Mercedes, and uh, yeah, a lot of corporate basically, and. So yeah, it was a bit, it was a kind of an agency. So you know, selling hackathon to this kind of corporates. And um, actually, what happened? It was it the, you know, the point is that I discovered NFTs because I was working. I was organizing. You know, when you organize tech events like hackathons, you're always close to technology. So AI, uh, AR, VR. Uh, blockchain, of course, big data, all this kind of thing. And so I, I knew blockchain. I was okay, interested by that. I was owning few Ethereum, but I was not deeply into that. Uh, and uh, we organized this different blockchain event. But, you know, for me, it was just job, like usual. You know, you're doing the event, end of the story, next event. Everybody's happy. Thank you. Goodbye. Uh, the thing is that at the very, very beginning of the lockdown, I was organizing a new blockchain event, a conference. And at this moment, you know, I chatted with someone uh, who was helping me to organizing, and he was like a crypto trader. And this is the moment I discovered NFTs. You know, he told me, oh, you know, uh, I'm buying a land in the metaverse called Sandbox. Uh, it was basically the first Sandbox land sale. So uh, it was like 100 bucks, you know, the land. And uh, I said, okay, you know, uh, I, I was thinking about my event. And I said, okay, I will buy some land in Sandbox so I can create a conference center and I will have some client who will be happy to do a virtual event there. I, I don't know, you know, I, I'm a curious person. Uh, and so um, I, I just buy this land. I was not sure what I was doing because it's pretty weird at the beginning. Uh, and then I forgot it, you know, to be honest. Until these friends come back to me like three months later, say, oh, do you see? No, you know, your lens uh, worth 500 instead of 100. And so, okay, of course, I was happy for the money. But then, you know, I started to, yeah, I needed to understand. And when I started to dig into that, I fall in love with artists in the place. And I realized you know, it's really the point and it's still the point. You know, I feel like, you know, I, had, I have the luck, you know, to be a contemporary person from the new uh, Picasso, the new Dali, the new uh, Divency. 
and uh, and so you know it's pretty 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 uh, huge actually when you think about it and so i'm pretty sure now that you know these people like people xcopy pack akatao they are you know a new generation of artists you know in 30 years from now we'll talk about them explaining that you know yeah we knew them we chatted with them we worked with them and they say i want to be part of it so i started collecting first you know, I said, okay, I have the chance to buy a Picasso for 500 bucks, so let's do it. So it was first, you know, as an investment. And then the more I was into that, you know, the more I felt like I was crazy about Web3. Like everybody, when you fall into the rabbit hole, you say, okay, now I'm here. I will never leave. And so this is at this moment that I started to step back, I would say, from the daily activity of agency. Uh, I chatted with my partner, uh, who's based in San Francisco. And I said, okay, uh, now... Uh, yeah, you know, I want to do my journey into NFTs. So I'm still, I'm still a bit involved, you know, in the Be My App Hackathon.com company. I'm still shareholder, uh, and we still so. But uh, I'm less active in the company, you know, to create, yeah, uh, to go all in. I would say into Web three, basically. That's amazing. Like you, literally, the artists and the community made you fall in love to the point where you literally left something that you knew and was really successful working with some of the biggest companies in the world to go all in just because you just really just fell in love with the community and the art and the technology. That's incredible. Yeah, of course. No, yeah, it's crazy. And to be honest, also, you know, when you do something, you know, I have almost 11 years I've been working in the, doing the same, you know, even if it is exciting, it was also, I think, the moment for me, you know, to do something else. So, you know, at the moment, yeah, it was the perfect moment for me, you know, to do something totally new and to restart, I would say, uh, almost from scratch, a new activity. Yeah. I mean, come on, that, that's the most beautiful story. When you see some uh, need in the space, when you see some opportunity, you explore this opportunity from scratch and then you build something that is used by people for people. That's the most beautiful story out there. And I do believe that's the most successful story where you actually innovate the space by building something new and you john uh, for those who still didn't realize it in the last hour you succeeded in a big way right now it's year number 2022 you've been in the space for almost two years end of this crazy volatile year and we're entering this new year 2023 as uh you mentioned at the beginning that is the year of this maturity when uh, more things will be developed. Uh, we're building more sustainable, uh, long-lasting projects. You also just announced uh, the next non-fungible conference dates. For those who still don't know, it's June 7th and 8th, year 2023, Lisbon, Portugal, as always. You just announced ticket selling for Genesis holders from last year and ticket selling for general public is coming very soon. Give us some alpha. What should people expect from uh, the conference coming to Lisbon this June? Uh, should they bring their uh, swimming uh, clothes? Is there going to be some pool party? Is there going to be even crazier jungle party with uh, Oh my uh, god, Nikki, what are guys? you saying? What are you saying? <laughs> Don't give him any ideas, John. Give us some alpha, John. What okay, expect? okay. You know, you know, of course, you know, the event is in June, so there's a lot of things, you know, that are not 100% confirmed, so I don't want to oversell about something that may happen or that could happen and that will not at the end of the day. But I can guarantee you that we will have some epic parties. So this is, the, you know, part of the DNA. Woo! You know, we, uh, we have the chance to have in the team, you know, uh, some people who really, who's been in the party, party world, you know, uh, for a long time, uh, DJing and doing a lot of things. So, you know, they are pretty, pretty, pretty strict about <laughs> the way we organize party, to be honest. And so, uh, and so, yeah, I know, you know, uh, to be honest, you know, I'm not a party expert. It's not my part of the thing. But I know that we have people in the team, you know, especially, you know, the, yeah, the, 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 the director, Dorothy. She's really like, uh, she, she knows what she's talking about. She knows all the DJs. She knows everything. And she knows how to do a good party. So uh, this is why, you know, a lot of people are still talking about the party we did last year. But I believe 
that we can do something uh, really nice. You can anticipate the streaming suit for sure, because uh, yeah, Lisbon in June, uh, whatever happened, you know, water would not be far. And uh, Lyd- Lydia, are you listening to this? Because Lydia, before our ledger party, she was my wardrobe uh, designer, and I ended up. Uh, you know, consulting with her. So, Lydia, we have to, to do the swimsuit thing now, okay? Okay, I'm ready. I'm prepared. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you going? We'll get the handbag. It's stressful. I'm prepared. Stressful, I'm prepared. man. <laughs> Actually, flip flops, like the whole thing. Don't worry, oh, Hannah. You're going to enjoy it, ladies. I've got you covered. You're going to enjoy it. <laughs> as, as OG of uh, NFC Summit, I'm telling you, you're going to enjoy it. Uh, so, John Carp. No, and you know, just what? Be huge. No, no, and one thing that is important, not only for parties, but for events, you know, is diversity for us. You know, we really worked hard last year uh, to end up with uh, more than 30% of women, you know, coming to the event. Uh, for the repstry space, you know, it's quite. Uh, important and we try you know in the lineup uh, in at every step you know to force to have like as much you know to be as much diverse as possible and uh, and so it's also you know what make an event successful according to me it's not just to be nice for any category of people it's just because I strongly believe that the event is much more better when you have people coming from as much countries as possible with as many a sexual uh, orientation as possible and as many ages, uh, as many, yeah, have young people and old people have really mixed all kind of profiles. So, uh, so yeah, it's something important and this is what makes it so interesting. We have also a lot of other things coming, you know, actually, we, uh, yeah, you will see more, you know, you can start to have some sneak peek on the website uh, about some stuff we are working on. Uh, but yeah, I, I think, you know, the, the main point for us is when we work on an event and when I work at this event, for me, it's impossible to have an event where you say, I come to meet people, but I don't care about the contents. Uh, I don't care about the, you know, most of the conference people go and say, I don't care about the talks and I am the first of them, you know, to go when I go to an event, I never go inside the room. Uh, because, you know, you can get all the content on YouTube and you can get everything somewhere else. And on our side, you know, we really work on the content to first get fresh content. You know, even last year we had uh, some forbidden topic and we had like a lot of way, you know, to make it sharp. But also, you know, we are pretty radical in the way we are thinking the content, trying to make it interactive. We have a lot of formats. You know, just an example this year, you won't have traditional panels at the event. We have a lot of kind of Thank new formats. Thank God! <laughs> oh, my God. I'm telling you, if I have to sit through another panel this year, I mean, it's just like... Hannah, I told you, Thank Christmas you. came earlier this year. It's like a lot of alpha coming from John's side. And I cannot end this space without giving a word to a good friend of ours, Benoit, who just joined us. So just send a speaker invite. I want to hear from Benoit how much he uh, loves John and how much John is contributing to the whole crypto art space, like NFT, French, uh, Web3 space. So Benoit, if you hear us, come and join us. Because Benoit is another huge OG of the whole French ecosystem. the best crypto collector uh, I know in French. And actually, Benoit uh, is also a core team of NFT uh, factory because Benoit is responsible for artist relationships. Benoit is responsible for creating all the exhibitions here. GM, GM. Hi, hi. Thank you very much for having me. Of course, yes, I, uh, I love John and I work with John. And, uh, you know, we are doing great things together and also with uh, Lucie Rono and uh, other people in France. I have to say uh, the, the Web3 in France is quite dynamic and we have many projects uh, going on. And, uh, you know, with NFT Factory, the last year was crazy. Uh, you know, John, the last year was crazy. We, we, we met uh, initially um, and a half for the first time of this project. And now we are there. We, are, we have a very, we have an amazing place in front of uh, Saint Pompidou, uh, it's working. We have uh, an amazing gallery. We have amazing exhibitions. The one that is going on now uh, smells like crypto pine, which is a French uh, expression uh, meaning uh, wrecked. And uh, you know, 
uh, there we have 50 artists who present 50 pieces and uh, yeah it's uh, it's very very nice to see all those things coming together you know and also the onboarding of uh, general public that we are trying to do at nft factory so yes very positive and you know when i met people who say well you're in the nft uh, uh, business uh, you may you 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 you're probably bored and depressed and i say no that's the, that's the opposite I'm very excited, and uh, the amount of energy that is at work in the space right now is uh, really amazing. And I can absolutely confirm it, because uh, whenever I see Benoit, it's uh, the first half of the day at some conference, at some event, and then we meet once again at the party. And Benoit is always energized, Benoit is always positive, uh, smiling, so like the whole French ecosystem is huge, and I do believe we should, we just must do another space with uh, NFT Factory co-founders closer to NFT Paris that is happening this February. But just to summarize the topic of non-fungible summit, John already gave us a couple of links, because I see that uh, Tech Circus, uh, Circus Unchained, another big conference, big event based in London, is listening to us. John is a person to learn from on how to moderate, how to build some of the biggest fun experiences around conferences. It should not be only about speakers. It should not be only about panels. It should be more about experience, about knowledge that you get, about fun uh, that you get from this conference. And non-fungible conference definitely proving uh, it's going to be year 2023, the second year in a row, proving that it can be fun. It can be uh, educational, it can be everything together. So I know that John is also bringing some of uh, biggest artists like uh, Grida, who will be curating uh, art, uh, art coming from Asia, art coming from Europe. Uh, so it's going to be a lot of big OGs coming there. I know that you have wonderful speakers. Uh, I do believe I can already say that I'm also coming to Lisbon uh to speak on stage to support my fam uh, to be active there so for those who are still in doubts whether to come to lisbon or no uh if delicious food and the hot weather is not a reason for you to come then non-fungible conference definitely should be the one so uh with that being said i want to thank john for joining us today it was extremely lovely and productive discussion not only about your original story of joining uh, Web3 space, but the whole French ecosystem. I'm really happy that you shared uh, the foundation of the whole uh, NFT morning, uh, later on uh, NFT factory fam, uh, that you share with us some alpha uh, regarding NF uh, non-fungible conference. And I'm also happy that some of our close friends like Benoit, Lydia uh, managed to join us today. Uh, John, thank you very much. You were amazing as always. Thank you, Nikita. It's a big pleasure to be at uh, Origins XYZ today. And uh, yeah, thank you for everything you're doing, Nikita. You're extremely active in the space and it's a pleasure, you know, to be with you today. I'm just enjoying listening to the French accents. I can stay here all, all day. Benoit and uh, John, carry on talking. Uh, you're going to get all the women coming now that they've heard that there's swimsuits, French accents, good food and sun. What else do we need, guys? And we've got no panels, quality content. I mean, I am so in. And I know Lydia's like probably crying with laughter right now to you. But this is... Uh, yeah, I am. <laughs> we have, the French accents are always a winner, guys. So you just, you're already winning. And the no panels. That's that's <laughs> and the no panels. My God. But, but it's been it's been fascinating hearing your story, John. I mean, you're definitely you know, o o totally an OG in the space, but definitely with your background and your passion and what you've made happen in such a short space of time, I can't imagine what's gonna happen over the next de decade alongside Benoit, who I hope to have uh, again with Nikita on another space because uh, you also have have contributed so much and are such a, a giant of the space. So it's a true privilege to have you guys here. Thank you for sharing your vision, your passion, what drives you each day, uh, sharing some of that alpha with us. And we're really excited to have you on again. I think Nira 
to NFT Paris, which, which promises to be, I think, one of the biggest events actually in the NFT space this year. So it's very, it, we're really excited uh, to see where this is going to go. Looking forward to putting our dates in our diary for Lisbon um, and uh, onwards and upwards. And if anyone is in Paris, do not miss going to the NFT factory. Do not miss it. It is worth it. It's absolutely fantastic. And chat to the people there. Every single person involved is just brilliant and, and enlightening and visionary. And it's definitely worth popping in and seeing what's going on there. The exhibition is there till early January, so don't be in a rush. People come and join. But I want to thank once again John for coming here today and our friends uh, Benoit, Non-Fungible Conference, NFT Factory, Plainy, Snare, Lydia, Tech Circus, and Chain. Like, guys, you are, are amazing. I wish you a wonderful Christmas celebration. Uh, thank you for being here with us for this Christmas special. Rag Radio's Origins XYZ. Next week, we're having a New Year special together with NFT NYC fam. As always, Origins XYZ with me and uh, Hannah, Tuesday, 2 p.m. GMT. Thank you very much for your support. You are the true MVPs. You are the one who are building that free space. Thank you, guys. We love you.